Last week on the pod, we turned our focus to the situation in Israel and Palestine. We spoke to a former CNN correspondent, Awa Damon, who has decades of experience covering war and conflict in the Middle East. And to a former Israeli ambassador to the United States, Michael Oren, who is also a historian and author. This is a bonus excerpt from our interview with him, a kind of potted history of the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, or what he called about 3,000 years in a nutshell. Can we talk about some of the history, the deep history here? And you guide me on where we should start, 1967, 1947 to 49, 722 BC. <laughs> Keep going. Tell me where, where we should begin to start. Well, to begin why, to I am understand. a historian by training. I am a historian by training. And I have several tasks because I've, I've studied Gaza. I've um, dealt with Gaza on the diplomatic level. And as a soldier, I fought in Gaza. So I, I, I know a lot about it. Alas, um, I was also involved in the in the disengagement, which I'll talk about uh, in a bit. Gaza traditionally was a was a very fertile land. It was a breadbasket. It's not a desert. During the years when there were Israeli settlements there, those settlements provided the organic vegetables for the entire country. Got a beautiful coastline, great ruins. We find ruins of ancient synagogues there. So there was always there were Jews in Gaza. I mean, traditionally in the Bible it was the land of the Philistines. Remember, uh, Samson. Don't don't shout out in the streets of Gaza. It was a Philistine city. But the Jewish communities were there, um, and it, it, it fell under the various conquests. It was Roman, it was Byzantine, it was uh, it was Arab, it was Ottoman, uh, and then finally in 1917 it became British. The wonderful Anzacs uh, liberated "quote unquote" uh, Gaza from the Turks, and then it became part of the British mandate over Palestine that was given to Britain by the League of Nations. And uh, under that mandate, Britain was supposed to uh, create a, a Jewish national home in Palestine. And in 1947, the UN uh, passed a partition resolution that divided Palestine into a, Pal- a not into a Palestinian state, an Arab state. They didn't use the word Palestinian back then. An Arab state and a Jewish state. The Gaza was part of the Pal- uh, part of the Arab state. When Israel declared its independence in May 1948, the Egyptians invaded. There were six Arab armies and invaded, but the Egyptians came in from the south and they occupied Gaza. The Egyptian army was in Gaza until 1956, when during the Suez Crisis, Israel evicted, uh, how am I doing here, uh, evicted Egypt from there. Uh, international pressure formed, forced Israel to withdraw. The Egyptian army came back. And then in 1967, uh, during the Six-Day War, Israel reconquered Gaza. It's amazing, right? Back and forth, back mm-hmm. and forth. And, and there we stayed until 2005. Now, during that period, there were 21 Israeli settlements built there with about 8,000 inhabitants. Um, and there was a lot of terror, and the terror reached a, a, a pinnacle in, um, in October of 2000 with the outbreak of what they call the Second Intifada, which was suicide bombers and, um, and hotels and restaurants blowing up and, and ambushes, killed about 1,000 Israelis. And many of those attacks were launched by an organization known as Hamas, which is an acronym for the, uh, for the resistance, national resistance movement. And it, um, Hamas began in the 1990s under a, a religious leader, Sheikh Yassin, and it is a Islamicist jihadist movement, which in its theology is almost identical to ISIS, um, Al-Qaeda, and Hezbollah. What do they want to do? They want to create a, a caliphate to recreate the medieval uh, Muslim caliphate in the Middle East and then expand that caliphate so it encompasses the world. It's a, it's a glo- it has global aspirations, but the only difference between Hamas and these other terrorist organizations is that Hamas has a sort of a different 
agenda. And the agenda is in route to creating the Middle Eastern Caliphate. First, you have to destroy Israel and replace it by a Palestinian Islamist state, and then that will expand. So we're the first step into, into a vision which is regional and global. Um, and then Israel made a series of mistakes. Uh, there were some Israeli leaders who actually supported Hamas, Hamas in strange ways as a counterweight to, uh, to PLO, Palestine Liberation Organization, which is a sec was a secular uh, Palestinian national organization. And uh, we sort of played that game back and forth. And uh, big mistake because we thought, and we make a mistake again and again, we think that somehow Hamas can be induced to be something that it, that it is, that it can change its DNA, but it can't. And I'm saying as someone who was in government and I saw attempts to do this all the time. And then the, the great watershed came in 20, 2005 when uh, Prime Minister Arik Sharon, in an attempt to, in a gesture to advance the peace process, decided to rip up those 21 settlements evict the 8,000 uh, Jewish settlers there. I was in that operation as a, as a reserve officer. It was more traumatic than any war I've ever been in, dragging these people out screaming. And we destroyed the settlements. We gave the Gaza Strip to the Palestinian Authority in the West Bank. They survived little less than two years. There was an election. They actually had elections um, in, the, in the West Bank, um, and Hamas won overwhelmingly. And the... Uh, the PLO wouldn't let Hamas take over the West Bank. Uh, Palestinian Authority President Mahmoud Abbas kept the presidency. By the way, he's now in the 18th year of his four-year term because he won't stand for re-election because he knows Hamas is going to win. But in Gaza, uh, Hamas overthrew the Palestinian Authority, but literally overthrew them. He threw them off the roof. It executed several hundred Palestinians who were in favor of peace, by the way. These are people who were actually, people say, that, oh, if there only had been a two-state solution, this wouldn't have happened. No, it's just on the contrary. It was the attempt to make a two-state solution that brought out Hamas, because they hate peace. And from that point on, from 2007, they've been using uh, Gaza as a terrorist base. It's been basically a terrorist mini-state. We've had five rounds of fighting with them. Uh, I've been in several, and always inconclusive. They always end up with somehow a ceasefire, and, uh, and paying off Hamas in some way. They get paid off, but usually with Qatari money. Qataris give them money. Uh, this time is different. This time, no, in none of these uh, operations did Hamas terrorists cross the border. In none of these cases did they come into communities and massacre people. We've had rockets. Hell, I'm used to rockets, but not this. So it's very, very different. And that's sort of, you know, about 3,000 years in a nutshell. And I hope, you, I hope you took notes because there's going to be a quiz later. But uh, <laughs> no, it's, I'll, I'll be able to replay replay the audio time time and again. And it's and it's really helpful. And it's I, I don't think it'll kind of reductive to um, kind of have that, that potted history. And I I did read your book, Michael, as well. Um, Six days of war before I travelled to Israel and Gaza in, in 2017, and it was enormously informative. So I am I'm really grateful for your perspective. That was historian and former Israeli ambassador Michael Oren. To hear the full podcast with interviews from him and former CNN senior international correspondent Awa Damon, go to stuff.co.nz slash Tova or wherever you get your podcasts. That's also where you'll find all our episodes and a new episode every Thursday. Thanks for listening. Ka kite. Keeping politicians on their toes takes work. Please support us at stuff.co.nz slash contribute.